Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team and a very pleasant good morning everybody as always good to be back with you this is the marlins rewinding last night at suntrust park in atlanta last of three in the season series between the marlins and the braves marlins were hoping to avoid a sweep they sent sandy alcantara to the mound marlins were going up against mike soroka and with a recap as always here is glenn geffner well for the marlins the end of the line against the braves this season and uh that's quite all right miami loses in walk-off style tonight, 3-2 Braves, the final. The Braves with a run in the eighth to tie it, a run in the ninth to win it. Both runs against Ryan Stanek. Marlins finish 4-15 and against the NL East leaders this year. It's the first time in their 27-year franchise history they've lost 15 games in a single season against an opponent. And their woes at SunTrust Park continue in this very disappointing 3-2 setback tonight. Had a great pitching matchup, Sandy Alcantara and Mike Soroka, and both of them were really good in this ball game. The Braves would strike first against Alcantara, though, in the second inning. Josh Donaldson leading off for Atlanta after Alcantara pitched a 1-2-3 first. Hit a ground ball headed toward the middle of the field. Alcantara reached out with his glove behind his back, and he deflected the ball over toward the shortstop, John Birdie, who couldn't pick it up cleanly. Donaldson was safe at first base to... Our surprise, it was ruled an E6. It's a tough error to hang on John Birdie, but it was an error nonetheless. Matt Joyce followed with a single that pushed Donaldson up to second base. And with two Braves aboard and nobody out in the second, up stepped the former Marlin, Adani Echeverria. Alcantara to the plate, and there's a line drive base hit the left. Donaldson comes. He's been waved. He'll score. Headed over to third base is Joyce. And the throw to second chases Echeverria back. RBI single for Echeverria. Unearned run. One to nothing Braves. And for a while, it looked like that might be all that Mike Soroka would need tonight. Uh, Contra came back. He got Rafael Ortega to line into a double play. And then he struck out Tyler Flowers to escape that second, allowing just the one unearned run. But with Soroka cruising along, that one nothing lead stood up for a long time. Marlins got a hit from Starlin Castro with one out in the second, a single. They wouldn't get their next hit until John Birdie singled with two outs in the sixth inning. That ended a run of 13 straight hitters retired by Mike Soroka. And it would stay a one nothing game all the way into the top of the seventh when finally, at long last, Miami was able to break through against this rookie right-hander. Brian Anderson got things started with a single. Neil Walker singled. Runners at first and second for Starlin Castro. Here's Castro, two on, nobody out. And he hits one toward the gap, left center field, well hit. That ball is going to hit off the wall. Extra bases for Castro. 
Anderson's in to tie the game. Walker being waved toward the plate, and there won't be a throw. Starlin Castro, a two-run double, and just like that, the Marlins turn the game around. They grab a 2-1 lead in the seventh. And they had a chance for more with Castro at second and still nobody out, but Soroka was able to get Harold Ramirez to fly to center. He got Lewis Brinson on a comebacker, and when Brian Holiday bounced to third, Soroka was out of that seventh inning with a 2-1 deficit at that point. Miami finally grabbing a lead. Soroka done after seven, five hits, two runs, didn't walk anybody, struck out five, 201 pitches, 69 strikes here tonight. Sandy Alcantara was cruising along into the seventh, and suddenly he had a lead to work with. He got the first two outs in the seventh inning. Rafael Ortega on a fly ball to center. Tyler Flowers on a bouncer to the shortstop birdie. But with two outs, he hit pinch hitter Adam Duvall with a pitch. So the Braves had the tying man on. Two outs in the seventh. Alcantara to face Ronald Acuna Jr. Duval held it first by Walker. They play Acuna to pull in the infield. Outfield bunched toward the gaps. 2-2 pitch is driven out toward right center, but over Anderson. He's there. He's got it, and Alcantara is out of the inning. Sandy Alcantara retires Acuna, leaving the tying man at first. He's through seven tonight, having allowed just a single unearned run, and it's 2-1 Marlins as we go to the eighth. For Sandy, seven innings, three hits, one unearned run. He walked two, hit a batter, struck out seven through 98 pitches, 62 strikes. Marlins bullpen has been beleaguered. Remember the Marlins traded Sergio Romo, Nick Anderson, and Trevor Richards at or right around the deadline. And since that time, it's been a tough time sliding people into roles. They had a one-run lead and six outs to get tonight. They turned to Ryan Stanek in the eighth inning, up 2-1. to one. He got the first man, Ozzie Albies, on one pitch. Albies a line drive to the second baseman, Isan Diaz, for the first out. But then, looking to protect that one-run lead, Stanek faced Freddie Freeman. 1-0 to Freeman is slammed deep left center field. Long run, Brinson at the wall, can't get it. Home run, Freddie Freeman. And we're tied 2-2 in the eighth. Freddie Freeman has matched his 2016 career high with home run number 34 in the season. And it's his major league best 103rd run batted in. And we were tied 2-2 into the ninth. The Braves brought their closer, Mark Melanson, in. Marlins managed a one-out single from Neil Walker. With two outs, Harold Ramirez struck out, ending the inning. Harold Ramirez foul tipped the pitch. The home plate umpire, Sean Barber, clearly indicated it was a foul tip. Instant replay indicated the ball hit the dirt, though, before it was caught by the catcher, Flowers. Ramirez was called out. He should not have been. The out ended the inning. Don Manley went out, asked Sean Barber to ask Stu Sherwater, the first base umpire, for help. Sean Barber didn't ask for help. They missed the call, and that would be it for the Marlins in the ninth. In the bottom of the ninth, Ryan Stanek stayed out there, and he allowed a leadoff double to Adani Echevarria. Etch went two for four tonight, had the RBI single in the second, doubled to start the ninth. So just like that, the Braves had the winning man on in the ninth inning. Stanek came back to strike out Rafael Ortega for the first out. He then walked Tyler Flowers, putting men at first and second for the Braves with one down. Pinch hitter Charlie Culberson in the pitcher spot lifted a fly ball to right field for the second out. Brian Anderson made the catch, and Adani Echevarria tagged and went to third base with the winning run. So the Braves had men at first and third with two outs in the ninth inning. There was a base open at that point. Their hottest hitter, Acuna, coming up. I mentioned the Marlins didn't have to pitch to Acuna if they didn't want to. With all the headaches he's created for this team this year, Nine homers and 
17 runs batted against the Marlins coming in tonight. You had Ozzie Albies on deck. Certainly no picnic. You would have been facing Albies with the bases loaded if you walked Acuna, but you wouldn't have been facing Acuna, who has just been murder on Miami. He's been among the best players in the National League this year. And in a 2-2 game with men at the corners and two outs to the ninth, the Marlins did indeed pitch to Ronald Acuna Jr. Stanek ready. The pitch to Acuna. Swing and a ball driven toward the gap in left center. It's going to get down, and the Braves have walked it off against the Marlins on Ronald Acuna Jr.'s hit with two out in the bottom of the ninth. And the Braves win 3-2. For Atlanta, three runs, six hits, no errors, eight men left. For the Marlins, two runs, six hits, two errors. They stranded four in the game. Mark Melanson, the winning pitcher, he's 5-2. Ryan Stanek, the losing pitcher, he falls to 0-3 on the season. 0-1 is a Marlin. He'd been 0-2 for Tampa Bay. The time of the ballgame was 2 hours, 40 minutes. The Braves, with the victory, have won five straight and eight of their last ten. They finish a nine-game homestand by going 7-2 against the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Marlins. Atlanta's now a 77 and 52 ball club, 25 games over 500, a season best. First time they've been 25 over since the last day of the 2013 season when they finished 96 and 66, 30 over under then manager Freddie Gonzalez. So the Braves 77 and 52 with the win, 39 and 27 at home. As for the Marlins, they've now lost six straight. It's their second consecutive 0 and 6 road trip. They went 0 3 in Colorado, 0 3 here in Atlanta. Miami's dropped. 18 of 22 overall, and the Marlins have lost their last 12 straight on the road. Third time in club history. They have lost 12 consecutive road games, matching a franchise record. Marlins dropped to 45 and 81, a season worst 36 games under 500. They're 20 and 42 on the road. So, a six game losing streak for the first time in franchise history, back to back 0 and 6 road trips for the third time ever. A 12-game road losing streak for the Marlins. It's longest by any team in baseball this year. Marlins finished 4-15 and against the Braves this year. The 2019 Braves, the first team ever to beat the Marlins 15 times in a single season. Miami finishes 2-7 and here at SunTrust Park this year. Went 2-8 and at home against the Braves. Marlins are now 6-22 and all-time in this three-year-old ballpark. Tonight's loss, their 22nd here. Their ninth walk-off loss at the hands of the Braves at SunTrust Park. Their third walk-off loss at the hands of the Braves this season. Frustrating night for the Marlins. They managed only two runs on six hits. They scored a total of three runs in the three games. And on this six-game road trip, Marlins scored a total of 13 runs. That's the same number of runs they scored in the last game of the last homestand. They scored 13 runs on 13 hits against the Dodgers last Thursday. First time all year the National League's best pitching staff allowed 13 runs in a game. Marlins then go out on the road. They go to Coors Field, a very hitter-friendly environment, and then here to Atlanta, and they managed 13 runs on 46 hits in the six games on the road trip. They hit only three home runs in the six games, and they lose tonight by the final of 3-2. to two. The Freddie Freeman home run tied the game in the eighth inning. It was the only Braves home run in the ball game tonight, and I mention that for this reason, that one home run makes it now... 22 consecutive games, in which, or 23 consecutive games, which the Marlins have allowed at least one homer. That extends a club record. It's also the longest streak by any team in Major League Baseball this year. The Yankees and Angels have 
gone 22 straight games allowing a homer. Marlins now 23 in a row. They do end another dubious streak, however. Marlins had allowed at least two homers in nine straight games coming into this game. That was a club record and the second longest such streak in Major League Baseball this year. But that run ends as the Braves only go deep once tonight. It was a big one, though. Freddie Freeman's 34th home run of the season tied the game against Ryan Stanek in the eighth inning. Braves wind up walking it off in the ninth on an Acuna RBI single with two on and two outs. 3-2 Atlanta the final. Marlins are swept here at SunTrust Park. Now they head home for the next seven games over seven days. They'll play three against the Phillies beginning tomorrow night, 7-10 tomorrow, 6-10 Saturday, and 1-10 Sunday. It's Players Weekend. Remember, for that Sunday game, all youngsters 17 and younger who wear a youth baseball or softball jersey to the game can get two complimentary tickets. Just head out to the center field entrance of Marlins Park beginning at 1130 Sunday morning. Two complimentary tickets for any youngsters 17 and younger who wear a youth baseball or youth softball jersey to the Sunday 110 game against the Phillies. Have the Billy Belly Bobbles Saturday night, 610 against the Phillies. Homestand starts tomorrow night. It'll be Hector Noesi for the Marlins, Vince Velasquez for the Phils in the Friday homestand opener. Saturday at 610, Jordan Yamamoto pitches against Zach Eflin. And then Sunday in the final game against the Phils, it'll be Eliezer Hernandez and Aaron Nola, who's 12-3 and for the Phillies, a 3.51 ERA. Then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, four consecutive 7-10 games as the Cincinnati Reds make their one only visit of the year to Marlins Park. So seven games at home beginning tomorrow night, seven games in seven days, three against the Phillies, four against the Reds. Hope to see you out at the ballpark. Braves walk them off in game three last night, and uh, it caps off a season series uh, that was really tumultuous for the Marlins against the Braves. The Braves just had the Marlins number all season long. Here was Don Mattingly after the ball game. Yeah. And Don, let's start with Stanek. I guess you probably see a little mixed bag from him since he's been here. The command wasn't an issue. Um, but what are you seeing from him? Uh, I'd say you're right. Probably mixed bag. Seen good, seen bad. Uh, and that's you know really the good thing is that we're gonna get to keep looking at this and figure out exactly uh, you know you know where he fits. Alcantara, extremely good. Yeah, Sandy really good tonight again. It's three in a row where he's just been on the attack, uh, really overpowering, a good slider tonight, looked like at times. Uh, yeah, really good. Really, really happy the way Sandy's throwing the ball. It gives you a lot of encouragement, him moving forward as, as far as when you see that aggression, hopefully he's feeling the same thing, that when he stays on the attack like that and uses his stuff uh, the way he's using it, he, he can beat anybody. Yeah, and obviously encouraging that you needed to start to go deep, and he, you know, did all he could to get you. Yeah, I mean, our bullpen's really been, and we haven't really overused it. Uh, honestly, here we had a bunch, everybody was available. Um, he was just really good, you know, and uh, would have liked to send him back out there. Uh, but, you know, obviously we had to hit and try to score, and he was really at a pitch count where it was getting dangerous for him. Offensively, you got the two-run double for Castro. Other than that, relatively quiet. Soroka, very good. But what did you see out of the offense? Uh, pretty good tonight with him. I thought it was uh, definitely better. A lot more balls squared up. Uh, Andy squared another ball up right at, uh, right at third. Uh, Walk, I thought, hit the ball in the nose all night. Um, Isan hit a ball hard, hard to I mean, a lot better at bats as far as the, the bats that we've had off him in the past. So 
you know, it was good to get a couple guys out there and obviously, you know, start, you know, clicking in the gap. Uh, oh, there was an open base there, obviously. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Was there any consideration of walking Cunha and going for Albies or? No. <laughs> no. Um, and losing's never easy, obviously. A very tough year against the Braves in particular here, but um, just the level of frustration, I guess, to an extent uh, with these guys in the season series against them at all? Well, they've been they've been hard on us, uh, that's for sure. Um, uh, you know, they're not the only team, uh, quite honestly. Uh, you know, wins are getting hard to come by. There's been a number of teams that have thumped us pretty good. There's a number of teams we've played okay with. Um, when we get the teams kind of on our level, then we've been pretty good. Um, other times we haven't been, you know, been near as good. Don Mattingly after the ball game last night, Atlanta for the home run rewards members that might have missed the bonus code. It was Outcast, Outcast with a K, Outcast, the home run rewards members bonus code. Marlins back home tonight against the Phillies at 710 at Marlins Park. Hector Noesi versus Vince Velasquez. We're on the air at 640 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Miami Marlins Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.